Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Talk about how she can make it right, yeah. Yeah. Happiness is when Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSCO Radio. And uh, I felt like after listening to the first several hours of the, sh- of the station today, all very, very important stuff. But you know what? We really need to look at how we are going to be sharing love and happiness out there with everybody we know. Even though we do need to buckle down, we do need to take stock of what we have uh, not only physically, but physically. Our own health is very important because uh, regardless of anything else going on, we want to make sure that we are as healthy as possible. And um, today, what I want to talk about is the fourth uh, episode of peripheral neuropathy. So I've been talking about this subject quite a bit, and uh, I've been doing a lot of research on it. I've been looking at uh, a lot of papers from the National Institute of Health and uh, various other, everybody's trying to get a hold of me here, Every uh, all kinds of other articles. And, you know, peripheral neuropathy is probably, you know, it's, it's considered not life-threatening, but it is. You know, it's not something like heart attack, stroke, or cancer uh, that will take you out. However, the peripheral neuropathy takes you out in that it causes you to lose your freedom, your independence, and it's very important that we take a look at what we can do to help that. So when we look at what, what's going on with peripheral neuropathy, I think it's very important for us to first of all, understand some of the symptoms of it. And then if you look at what the mainstream medical um, society is doing about it, they are doing what they do so very well, and that is to cover up or mitigate the symptoms. But even in some of the articles you find on these major government agencies like the National Institute of Health and such, they're not really talking about what's causing it and finding the upstream causes. They make gloss over it, but predominantly they're talking about how to diagnose it and what kind of medications to use to cover up the various symptoms of it. So um, what we know is that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And, you know, that's, that's just the magic of a good chef it's a magic of good musicians. It's the magic of a good artist. You know, anybody can put paint on a, on a canvas and call it art. But the magic is when you really are able to get life and you are able to duplicate some kind of um, relationship on that canvas that will relate to other people and get them in their heartstrings, you know, or get them to imagine something new or imagine um, a time in their life that they like to remember or imagine a thought that they thought would be a fun thing to be able to do in their life. So, you know, like if I look at a picture of the Grand Teton Mountains, you know, or the east side of the Sierras for that matter, there's so much magic in that picture that it takes my my breath away, it takes my imagination, and I am somewhere in that in that picture at that time. So, what does this have to do with peripheral neuropathy? Well, nothing but everything. So, when we look at the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy, 
You know, they start very slow and insidiously. And it's kind of what's interesting about it is it could be a culmination of many different life-threatening diseases, um, such as diabetes. You know, 70, 60 to 70% of the people in the United States are diabetic or pre-diabetic. 60 to 70% of them, according to the National Institute of Health, will have some sort of peripheral neuropathy. And it doesn't just turn on like a light switch. It develops over time. And it gets worse and worse and worse until, unless you do something about it, until you actually could lose the limb that it's in. And you know, so diabetes was probably the biggest cause of peripheral neuropathy. Chemotherapy for cancers is a huge cause. 30 to 40% of the people that have chemotherapy will develop peripheral neuropathy. Um, things like strokes, car accidents, alcoholism, smoking, um, toxicity is huge. And I'm going to go into the toxicity level um, effects on peripheral neuropathy a bit today because I was looking and, and re, re-studying the physiology and anatomy of a nerve today, all the way from the development of the, the brain. You know, we start off with two half cells and that's an egg and a sperm come together and make one cell. And that's day one. In eight days, it turns into eight identical cells that look like a bunch of frog eggs in a pond. And by day 16, those identical cells have differentiated into a brain and a spinal stem or spinal primitive streak, they call it, primordial streak. And then 31 spinal nerves develop off of that. And within the development of birth, you have the plethora of cells, which as an adult become 75 trillion cells, all controlled by that single brain, the single spinal canal, and the 31 spinal nerves that exit the spinal canal. 31. Now, the, the um, bodies of the, of, the, of the peripheral nerves, the body of them lives inside the, your spinal canal. Only the branches of the nerves come out of the spine and go to those 75 trillion cells. If you took the body, everything away but the nerves, you'd still see the person because the network of cells is so impact, so huge. So it's kind of interesting that when you think of a nerve outside of the body, if you trace that nerve's tracks all the way up to the brain, at the spinal level is where the... the um, this, the head of that nerve is, or sometimes it tracks all the way up to the brain, as in the um, vagus nerve that comes out of the um, top of your skull, bottom of your skull, where it leaves the spine and travels down through the periphery of the body. That means outside and goes to every organ in the body. Your whole autonomic nervous system is controlled by this vagus nerve. So at any rate, let's, let's kind of get down to what can be done about it. Well, first and foremost, the nerves that come out of your body are called axons, and they go to the tips of your toes, they go to your organs, they communicate signals from the brain back and forth so that you get um, information from the environment, and the brain does something about that and tells your body to do something regarding it. Rather, like if you're walking or if you're going to step on a tack, how you can respond very quickly, hot, cold sensors to keep the body healthy. Um, If it's, uh, you know, vibration or reflexes, all those kind of things. So when you get damage to peripheral nerves, it can cause so many different problems that probably people don't realize are a peripheral Neuropathy. Now, let's again just define peripheral means outside. So if you have a house, anything outside of the house would be the periphery. Inside in the house would be in the house. So inside your spine would be like inside the house. And any nerves outside the spine are called the peripheral nerves. So one thing I really want to talk about while I'm thinking about it before I forget is the, the cells that cover the nerves and protect them. They are are a certain type of cell called a glial cell. 
G-L-I-A-L, glial cell, and this particular one is called a Schwann cell, S-C-H-W-A-N, Schwann cell, and it wraps around the nerve and creates something called a myelin sheath. Now, the myelin sheath is like a protective coat that keeps damage away from the cell, from the nerve. It also is a means of communication, communications that travel up and down the nerve. And because of the electromagnetic nature of this myelin sheath, you get communication moving up and down the nerve. When you have an injury, let's say one of the things that was interesting, I was reading about the uh, in this article from uh, NIH that the you know the imagery for spinal injuries would be MRI, magnet, magnetic imaging, um, resonate, resonant, whatever it's called, and CAT scan, and you know they're looking for something to operate on, like a bulging disc or a, a too narrow of a canal, um, potentially putting pressure on a spinal nerve as it leaves the spine and goes out into the periphery. And what's really funny in all these articles, nobody mentions chiropractic. They're still not mentioning it, which is crazy because, you know, they'll mention acupuncture, but chiropractic is the biggest, the largest non-medical healthcare profession out there. And uh, so it's kind of interesting, just a side note. But, the, but when you have a damage, like if you just take your finger and put a rubber band around it pretty tight, that rubber band is going to um, eventually cut off circulation from the, the lower or the distal part of the finger, the one that's away from the heart. And if the longer you leave that rubber band on, the more and more that finger is going to first turn red, and then it's going to start to burn, and then it's going to start to go numb, and eventually it would kill it because there's no oxygen to it, right? So um, when you have a nerve that's pinched in the spine, the same thing happens. You get that pressure around that nerve, and it will basically slowly cut off the nerve supply from the brain down that peripheral nerve to wherever it goes, it starts with things like, oh, maybe just a little funny feeling and maybe a little numbness every once in a while that you can shake it off or some hot or cold. And then pretty soon you don't like having a sheet on your foot at night and you start to get sciatica or leg pain and annoying symptoms that just don't seem to go away. Well, with, for instance, that is a physical compression of a nerve. It can get cut completely and not work at all. When you talk about something like a diabetic neuropathy, which is probably the largest cause of peripheral neuropathy, according to this article that I was reading, and I will post that on my website so anybody wants to read it. But diabetes, what it does is it causes, when you have too much sugar in your blood, we're just talking about the sugar part, not the insulin part. But the, the uh, cells get sticky. The red blood cells become glycinated or they get a crust on them, kind of like a sugar-frosted flake. And that red blood cell can't make it through the end of the um, little toe blood vessel or capillary, the smallest blood vessel in the body. And pretty soon, not only does it scrape the walls, but it sticks. And then you got an accumulation of blood cells at the end that start to die and they start to kill the nerve because there's no oxygen to the nerve. So that kind of peripheral neuropathy, um, by the way, is probably the, the number one thing that we can, that can be turned around is diabetes with diet and exercise. Okay. According to the National Institute of Health in 1998, came out with a paper saying diabetes, type two diabetes can be turned around with, um, exercise and nutrition and it still can but you know what i have a a, a plaque in my office that's a, a, some kind of quote by hippocrates that i will kind of uh, paraphrase here and that quote says before you are able to help anybody you have to ask that person if they're willing to change the things that got them into the condition they're in in the first place. So if somebody's not willing to change, 
they we can't help them. And when you take a look at people that have diabetes or are developing diabetes, usually they're overweight, they have a terrible diet, they might drink, they might smoke cigarettes, they're addicted to sugar and various other things. And they're either not, for whatever reason, they aren't making the changes necessary to turn that around. And it could be the stress and pressure in their life. They're just overwhelmed with other things and stresses in the world that we're hearing about all the time that they're just trying to survive. They're just going to eat what they eat and try to go to bed and get up and go to work the next day or deal with the stress of life again. That's understandable. However, in order to make a change, you've got to change the way you're, what you're putting into your body and that can actually heal the nerves. Now, one thing we know, and any article you look at says that the peripheral nerves continue to grow all your life. The nerves inside the central nervous system, they say don't, and that's still out for debate. But the peripheral nerves will continue to grow. So if you have a peripheral neuropathy, what's stopping that nerve from growing back to being where it's supposed to be, right? So the idea is, if we do enough stuff right, faster than your body can do enough stuff wrong, those peripheral nerves will grow back. So we know what to do to help those nerves grow back. There's a, uh, a myriad of treatments all in themselves that are relatively helpful. But when you put them all together, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So we can actually help your peripheral nerves grow back if it's not too late. Now you can do, you can go to my office and uh, website and or call McCollum Chiropractic 831-459-9990 and or go to McCollumWellness.com and request, um, there's, uh, if you call up, we will send you an email that has a 39-minute video explaining the peripheral neuropathy and what we can do about it. It will also include a 25-questionnaire that will be explained in that video. So as you're watching the video, you'll answer these 25 questions to find out whether you have peripheral neuropathy and to what degree it might be affecting you. There's also a welcome letter that's kind of explaining why we're doing this. If at that point, it looks like uh, I would have you just send that in for us to look at and then my office will get them to me and we'll determine, does this look like something we can help? And if so, we will call you and say, hey, come on in. We're going to take a, a thermographic image of your hands and or foot or feet to see whether or not there is an evidence of lack of, of blood flow to those peripheral or those digits like your fingers and toes and hands and feet. So if that's the case, then we, we would say, hey, it looks like it might make sense for us to do some more imaging. Um, the first... The first uh, thing we do is uh, we just do that complimentary. All you have to do is fill out the form and send it in, and then we'll decide whether or not we think we can help you. If I don't think I can help you, I'm going to try to find the right person for you. But if you're suffering from these things, then it could be a very good idea for you to at least check because there is not really other options out there. When we look at this article again from NIH and um, they talk about all these different medications that you can do for the symptomatology and the progression of this condition. And they say, oh, prevention is the key. Well, that's true. But by the time you're getting peripheral neuropathy, you're way past the prevention point. You've already got an accumulation of enough things going on in your body to be affecting the nerves. And killing nerves is not easy. You have to deprive them of oxygen. The way you deprive them of oxygen is you either put a tourniquet around it, you poison it with chemicals, you cut off the oxygen supply by clogging the blood vessels with glyconated sugar, aka diabetes, or you fill up the blood vessels with too much unhealthy fats, atherosclerosis, which means that you're not going to get oxygen to the cells at the tip of your toes or fingers and or the nerves, and then they're going to die. The nerves are a traceable 
They're like a, a, a wire in your house. If you've ever looked at the electrician, there's a wire and there's plastic around that wire. Well, that plastic was, you could equate that to being the myelin sheath. And then that myelin sheath is alive, just like the nerve. And as long as that myelin sheath is working, the likelihood of having that wire in your house shorting out is not very probable. Now a a rat comes along, gets in the wall and starts eating that myelin sheath away. Pretty soon that wire is exposed and it's going to have a a real, um, very, be very likely to not only short out, perhaps kill the rat. And then you have a dead rat in your wall and, um, potentially cause a fire. That's a protection there. And, uh, that, that plastic around the wires, wiring in your house. Myelin sheath works similarly, but again, it is a live thing. And what's interesting about these Schwann cells, which are called glial cells, is it's a type of glial cell that your um, nervous system makes, is that it absorbs, it is known to absorb heavy metals. So the Schwann cells specifically, which surrounds your nerves, Absorb heavy metals as well as your brain does, your liver, your kidney, tissue in your body, and your organs do to try to keep the heavy metals out of the bloodstream so they're not floating around in high enough concentration to kill you. So since your body's unable to get rid of those heavy metals quick enough, they are absorbed into any tissue that can accept them. And um, oftentimes fat cells are loaded with toxins. The brain is loaded with toxins because it's predominantly fat. And so these Schwann cells are known to absorb heavy metals. Well, those heavy metals, when you get a certain amount of them, will break down the Schwann cell. And then that Schwann cell can no longer nourish the nerve and the nerve will start to die because it's not getting oxygen. So we have injury, what we talked about, things like diabetes. Now we're talking about heavy metal toxicity or poisoning. Another thing that will ruin your uh, peripheral nerves are, are other toxins and poisons. I had a gentleman in the other day who, um, you know, I've known him for a long time. And unfortunately, he's waited way too long to make this an easy project. And you know, he has worked in solvents his whole life, 40 years working in um, solvents with heavy metals and um, vapors and um, paints and washing his hands in solvents at the end of the day and, you know, throwing caution to the wind like most of us did when we were a kid. I worked at Sears Automotive here in Capitola for nine years and, you know, I never wore a mask. I never wore gloves. I washed my the dirt off of my hands or the grease off of my hands with brake fluid because it was it would break down the grease, you know, and never even thought that that stuff would absorb into my body, into my liver, into my brain and cause potential for disease. Thank God I got into, you know, some, I, I was in such bad shape at 28 where I was, you know, basically one of the walking wounded and almost dead from drug overdose and toxicity that I got myself with a group of people that helped me not only detoxify my body, but taught me how to read and fixed my broken back. And now here it is, however many years later, I am continuing to study daily in this area because I'm fascinated with how the body heals and how little people really understand about it. And of course, since our country spends $4.3 trillion a year on on treating disease and there's barely any mention of the upstream causes of getting rid of the stuff that's causing the problem in the first place, I have to have a voice. That's why I'm on this radio show. I also kind of enjoy it. But um, so we're talking about, you know, the heavy metals that get into the nervous system and kill those peripheral nerves. Now, the buildup of toxins, including Roundup or glyphosate and other herbicides and um, pesticides that we've used liberally in our lives, and you know, raid and the kind of insect repellent you sprayed on yourself, like off, and all these things that are they're chemicals. They're they'll kill things, right? And we're spraying them in, on our body 
and living in an atmosphere full of them. And those chemicals break, get in the body. The liver can't detoxify all of them because they get overworked. Your kidney gets overworked. They accumulate in your brain. They help break down the nerve communication, leading to things like um, cognitive dysfunction, as well as um, shrinking of the brain already. Our brains already shrink the older we get. But we don't want to speed it up by having this incredibly unhealthy diet, right? Or this incredibly unhealthy exposure to the chemicals of the world. So those chemicals would be the, I guess, number four reason that peripheral neuropathy is occurring, where our peripheral nerves are dying and shrinking up, and they're um, moving away from our toes, and they're shrinking away from our fingers. And those, those things no longer have the oxygen needed to keep the cells alive so those cells start to die and necrose and then they necrose is like what happens right before gangrene and that's what happens with diabetics that's what happens with people with peripheral neuropathy they can't feel their toes they stub it and don't even know it they get an ulcer on their foot and they don't even know it they step on a hot coal and they don't know it why because the nerves aren't working they are shut down they cannot communicate to the brain and and so all of a sudden you start to get more and more problems. So why am I talking all about all this? Well, number one, somebody has to. And number two, there has to be a solution out there because right now the solution, as I was looking through the treatment protocols, they're talking about these amazing drugs that are used for epilepsy like gabapentin and these other, I can't even pronounce half of them, medications and I was looking them all up to this morning going oh my gosh these things you know half the side effects cause dizziness or you know uh, kidney failure and we never think about that it's like driving down the road there's an accident and everybody stops and clogs up the traffic to look at the pro- the person in the accident you know we never think it's going to be us and that's the same thing with disease we never think it's going to be us and usually that accident happens so quickly on the freeway that it is you and it's already past tense because it's happened. And that's what happens with disease. By the time you get it, it's past tense. It already happened and you just ignored the signs too long. 20 million Americans have peripheral neuropathy as a diagnosis. Probably three times that many have symptoms and don't even know it. And they don't know what it is. They're just kind of going, they're shaking their feet out or their hands out, putting in hot water or whatever. So another cause of peripheral neuropathy, toxic overload. So, so many times people come into my practice and I talk to them about, you know, their uh, things that they're putting on or in their body and inevitably they'll go, oh, I have a great diet. Oh, fantastic diet. For the last two years, I've been eating really well. And I go, it ain't what you did for two years. It's what you did for 52 years. It's all that stuff we ate as kids. It's the things that we've been exposed to, um, setting ourselves up for blood sugar problems by eating the breakfast of champion as kids, which is uh, sugar frosted flakes or Wheaties, um, processed orange juice, and then toast, all of which turns to sugar almost immediately creating high blood sugar levels, causing your pancreas to have to squirt out insulin, very little healthy fats to cause our body to know how to burn ketones, which is what the brain would love to burn. But we've not taught our brain how to burn good, healthy fats. We've only taught it how to burn smoky um, glucose, which is a very unhealthy. It's like burning a wet pine wood in a fireplace and then opening the door so that are closing the flu so all the smoke got into your house that's what happens to your cells when you're burning unhealthy fuel like glucose whether it comes from a french fry or broccoli now broccoli is a little better as long as it's organic because it's got a low glycemic index a low sugar index that means it breakdowns very slowly as opposed to very quickly like um, marshmallows they turn to sugar before you put them in your mouth because they are already sugar. So at any rate, you should consider 
your health today and decide whether or not you think you might have something resembling peripheral neuropathy. We are basically starting to become waiting lists on this because so many people are calling, but I'm so passionate about trying to help people in this arena that we are just reaching out. And you may or may not, sometimes we have cancellations, but if you are interested, now I got to tell you, it's not a simple pill. You can't come in and have it fixed in a day. That's what we've been used to. It's going to take time, effort, and finances, no doubt. You know, um, this doesn't, it's taken years and years and years to happen. So you, you want to be committed to your health because if you're not, nobody else is. And I can only help people that want to be helped. That's that phrase by uh, Hippocrates, which is, again, before you can offer to help somebody, make sure they're willing to change the things they're doing that got them into the condition they're in in the first place. So, you know, I spoke to a a gentleman the other day. He might even be listening, 91-year-old, very healthy guy, great um, mental acuity, got a great sense of humor, and we were talking about potential peripheral neuropathy with him. And, uh, you know, he liked to do things physically, but he had some balance issues. And I said, look, you know, before we even get started, I just wanted to let you know, this isn't a quick fix. You know, you could go on the way you're going and you'll probably live to be 101, you know, and he goes, well, maybe not. I go, well, either way, it's your choice. You know, before we move forward, I just want to let you know that this isn't a quick fix, but it is something that we can help you work on in the next three, six months, a year and a half to a lifetime because you've got to undo the things that got you there. But to some people, it may be worth it, some not. But I do want to let you know there is hope. Another one of the big causes of peripheral neuropathy, and by the way, it isn't one. It's a combination of many that build up to this condition. It could be that you have an old low back injury from a car accident when you were 18 years old. And then you worked in uh, the, the um, trades and you lifted, twisted, pushed, pulled, re-injured your back 1,800 times and you know, took Advil to deal with the pain so you could go to work the next day. And then you were exposed to all kinds of toxins and you had a terrible diet high in sugar. All those things add up to a point where the nerves don't get enough oxygen and they finally start to die and you get what's called peripheral neuropathy. So we start to back those out, figure out which is the, mo- the, the quickest one for us to do. I was talking to this guy the other day and he goes, well, I'd like to do the whole thing. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But right now I understand that I've been exposed to, to heavy chemicals for 40, 50 years of my life and that I've never really protected myself from that. I understand that I haven't had a great diet except for the last two years and that I've got a buildup of toxins in my body, not only from the chemicals I've been exposed to, but the fact that my liver and kidneys, I haven't treated them very well. So they're not able to help me so much, you know? And um, so the, those different things, and, and we came to an agreement of the first thing I want to do is get out of pain so that I could maybe walk because I can't even walk two miles anymore like I used to because my feet hurt and my knees hurt from this swelling and burning in my feet. So the first thing we're going to try to do for him is at least mitigate the pain. Now that sounds like what Western medicine might do with gabapentin um, and all these other medications. One of the newer ones they're looking at are psychotropic drugs, selective serotonin uptake inhibiting drugs, or actually it's um, uh, selective... Um, epinephrine reuptake drugs or something, some weird thing. All I can tell you, it's not helping your body heal. It's drugging the symptoms and not changing it. In fact, most of the stuff they're talking about is figuring out how to handle your symptoms in this article. And um, they're, they're saying we want people to come be guinea pigs for us and volunteer so we can test you for different ways of checking to see if this or that will work with your existing peripheral neuropathy. 
It even says we want people without it that we can test. One of the tests they do, by the way, is they take a biopsy of a nerve in your leg called this um, sorrel nerve, and they say that they can find out if the nerve's dying with that, but by the way, anything below that cut is going to probably cause peripheral neuropathy because he cut the nerve. So, you know, I the my only complaint about all this is if we were spending $4.3 trillion, don't you think we'd be solving problems? And the biggest contributors to peripheral neuropathy right now are diabetes, chemotherapy, radiation, chemical toxicity, injuries, alcoholism, chronic use of alcohol, um, smoking, because smoking constricts the blood vessels and that will constrict the blood vessels at the end of your toes. So if you're really healthy and smoke, it may not affect you, but you got all those other chemical problems and bad blood sugar and all that, and then you're smoking, it's a death sentence. You know, not from lung cancer, but for taking your life away. And even though they say the peripheral neuropathy is not life-threatening, it is. It takes you your ability to drive a car away because you can't feel the gas pedal or the brake. And again, a lot of times the patients that I'm talking about are afraid to tell their kids because they don't want their kids to take their driver's license away, their independence away. And then they fall. They fall once or twice. Oh yeah, I tripped on the little ledge on the where the tree root pushed the, the cement up. Why doesn't the county come and fix that? Well, they should or you should. But a younger person would feel that and immediately have the reflexes to re- um, establish balance and not trip, but actually be able to put their foot back down again. <laughs> Marcia asks, when will my new book come out? I'm working on it. It's going to be a few months, but I'm putting my, my book in the New Hope series is New Hope for Peripheral Neuropathy. I already have New Hope for Sciatica and another one, New Hope for dot, dot, dot. Can't tell the name of that yet till it's written. But, um, at any rate, there is, you know, it's a lot we can do. But first of all, we have to know the problems there. And um, the stem cell machine, the $49 stem cell machine is a great way to go because you can come on in. We've been, when I first got this machine five years ago, it was because I couldn't lift my arm off of my, uh, up at all because of the injuries I've had to my shoulder. And the this tissue regenerative therapy machine or the soft wave therapy machine is fantastic for that. We were getting really good results with things like peripheral neuropathy and turning things around. In fact, I talked to a patient the other day and I was telling him about my new the new studying I'm doing and the new protocols. He goes, you know what? That machine reversed my peripheral neuropathy just with the um, stem, the soft wave therapy machine by working on his feet and his calves. It opened up the blood supply and got feeling back to his feet. Now we were also adjusting his feet because there's 26 bones in the feet that all have to work together. 20, or yeah, 25% of all the bones in your body are in your feet. Your feet communicate to the inner ear for balance. You have like a gyroscope in your inner ear, which is a balancing machine constantly in communication back and forth with your feet to help you balance without even thinking about it. If you find yourself having to, when you get up, trying to make sure you're putting your foot in the right place so you don't trip, then you've got the beginning or advanced peripheral neuropathy. If you find that when you trip, you fall rather than right yourself, you probably have beginning or advanced peripheral neuropathy. If you find that you don't like having a blanket on your feet at night because it bothers you and is very sensitive, you probably have beginning or advanced peripheral neuropathy. If you're losing your independence and you don't want to go to your kids or grandkids events because you don't want to walk on uneven surfaces, you probably have the beginning or advanced peripheral neuropathy. So, you know, if you're losing your balance, if you have burning numbness, tingling, um, aching, cramping, muscle spasms, you probably have beginning or advanced peripheral neuropathy. Now we can catch this and we can reverse it up to about 80% nerve damage. At some point, even though we know the peripheral nerves continue to grow and we can do everything we can uh, to try to help them grow, it's a harder road. 
Now, let me tell you what needs to happen here. Depending on the individual, we have to, um, of course, go through the steps of regrowing those nerves. It's like a garden. You know, if you have a garden and the garden is uh, dried up, it's full of dirt clods and rocks, and the plants that you're trying to grow are barely surviving and it's full of weeds, you know, and you can't even pull the weeds because the ground's so hard, you know, the first thing you might want to do is hit it with some water so you could at least pull the weeds out. Then once you got the weeds out, take a trowel and dig around that plant you want to keep a little bit, aerate the soil, then put some healthy types of nutrients in that soil and nurture that plant back to health. Well, that's what we have to do with those peripheral nerves. So uh, the way that looks most of the time, and I'd say about 70 to 80% of the people have a pretty linear path, which is basically we can do things with uh, we use infrared light, biofeedback, um, the stem, uh, TRT, soft wave machine, chiropractic, nutrients, dietary changes, and over the course, and you do a lot of this at home, by the way. It's, we give you this to do at home because you need to do it enough to make a difference. We got to do enough things right to grow those nerves faster than your body can kill them. And if you got peripheral, body, peripheral neuropathy, your body's killing the nerves faster than they're growing. So we got to change that. The sooner the better. Procrastination is the thief of health. So the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to fix. And at some point, the less likely it's going to be able to be fixed. So the sooner you get this checked out, the better. So uh, Dr. Duncan McCollum McCollum Family Chiropractic in Capitola, 831-459-9990, McCollumWellness.com. You can look up all my shows on DR, Duncan McCollum, on YouTube. All my shows are recorded um, on Zoom, and like right now, and then you will find it on um, my YouTube channel. So please go on and follow me there. I also have McCollum Wellness Radio podcasts. Anywhere you go to podcasts, I have almost 200 podcasts that you can listen to while you're driving or walking or whatever whatever you'd like to do. Um, I try to make myself available as I can. Um, we have the Health Rebels, which is a Facebook group that you could join. So if you, we've talked about several of the causes of peripheral neuropathy, and a lot of times there, many of them are tied together. We just got to like playing pick up sticks. You got to pick up one cause after another. And if you try to go for the stick that's too deep in the pile, you're going to lose. You have to take it off one stick at a time. The speed might be faster for one than another, but the first thing we want to do is start to give oxygen to the nerves. First thing we have to do is get oxygen because ultimately lack of oxygen is what's killing the nerves. The death of the myelin sheath that I talked about earlier, the death of the Schwann cells, which make up the covering, the insulation around the nerves, and then they create the myelin sheath. That is the covering to the wiring in your house, the plastic wiring that covers, the plastic shield that covers the wiring going to your plugs. So we've got to start to nourish those myelin sheaths and help them regrow. Because we know that if you do enough stuff right, the peripheral nerves can grow up to a millimeter a day if you do enough things right, okay? So a millimeter a day, there's 25 millimeters in an inch. So ideally in 25 days, you could grow your peripheral nerves an inch, you know? And um, so that's an inch a month. So if you have numbness all the way up to the middle of, of your calf, that might be, what, 12, 14, 18 inches, two feet. You can start to grow these things back, but you have to get them to grow back faster than your body's killing them. So some people come in, they simply do the, the chiropractic, the soft wave therapy, the red light therapy, the infrared therapy, the biofeedback, dietary changes, and... Um, the exercises that we recommend for you, and you will start to turn it around. Other people, I have to look at and go, gosh, your body's like a toxic dump. You've worked in the 
um, oil industry your whole life. You've been a mechanic. You've been in solvents. We've got to help the liver. Your your blood and your tissue is so poison that if you put a if you were put a, a root of a plant in there, it would be eaten up. I remember seeing um, videos of the Senate many years ago when they were looking at mercury and how mercury killed nerves. And uh, they would show a nerve growing and they would put a little mercury on there. Nerve would retract kind of like a sea anemone in the water. When you put your finger on it, it retracts. That's how quickly the nerves will die or retract or move away from the mercury or any kind of toxin. Your body wants to survive. Just like if you put your hand into a hot fire or into a, a stove and you get burned, you move away really quickly. And that's how those sea anemones move when you touch them. And that's what happens to your peripheral nerves when they're exposed to um, lack of oxygen, um, injury, poisons, um, too much sugar, like the glyconated diabetics diabetic kind of people, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, these all are going to kill your peripheral nerves. So, you know, at one point you have to go, I'm done with uh, letting my body deteriorate uh, unbeknownst to me and go, I'm going to be a steward of my health and a steward of my body. And it's time for me to start to do more of the right things. Now, where do you go? Unfortunately, there's not a lot of places that you can go. You know, and how do you know that you're even going to the right person? Well, you know, you're just going to have to trust your gut maybe or ask for referrals. Um, just know that, uh, you know, and I would say, I was talking to somebody the other day, a patient, well, potential patient came in. She had a lot of stuff going on peripheral neuropathy wise. And she'd been to a medical doctor for a few years with it. She was on gabapentin which is basically covers up the symptoms. And it's even said in the literature, it will cover up the symptoms. But what is gabapentin used for? It's being used off-label. Have you ever met that, heard that term? Off-label means it was created for one thing, but they're using it for something else. It was created for epilepsy. So gabapentin was created for epileptic seizures, but they found that it does help with pain to the degree that with peripheral neuropathy, they will give it to people. Why? Uh, quiet them down, I guess. You know, and it does give them some relief, but it does nothing for the cause of peripheral neuropathy or the advancing of it. In fact, the longer you keep your body deadened from the symptoms, the more unbeknownst to you, it's going to advance. It's like if I had a toothache and I just kept shooting my jaw full of Novocaine or even a clove on my lip because that's what my grandma had me do, you know, it's going to deaden that nerve, but it's going to continue the degenerative process to the point where I'm going to have to pull the tooth out eventually. So you can't pull your peripheral nerves out of your toes, you know, and or your hands. Anyway, this is my fourth show on peripheral neuropathy and, uh, I find it's the more I dig into this, the deeper I go into this rabbit hole, the more and more I need to talk about it because we have an amazing solution. I'm working with Dak McClinan, Dan McC Dr. Dan McClinan, who's really revolutionized the um, systems that we put together to actually turn, uh, turn peripheral neuropathy around. Now, luckily for me, I've worked with Dr. Dan Papa for the last five or six years. So not only do we know how to regenerate the nerves through Dr. McClinan, but I know how to get the heavy metals, molds, and hidden infections out of your body um, via the Dr. Papa Fix a Cell to Get Well technology and my book, Turn Back Your Biological Clock, that goes into all of that. So I feel like I have the best of both worlds. I can help you regenerate your nerves. But we can also eliminate a lot of the upstream toxins that have been responsible for slowly killing those nerves in the first place. So everybody is going to be different. Everybody's going to need a little bit different approach. However, let me rephrase that. Most people are going to need to do the general protocol, which is let's start to rebuild the nerves. Let's get the vasodilation, which means the expanding or opening up of the blood vessels in the extremities so that the nerves that you do have there get enough oxygen to survive. 
Then let's get some nourishment to those nerves so that the myelin sheaths can repair and regenerate because we know they will. Any article that you look up, can peripheral nerves continue to grow? Yeah, they continue to grow your entire life. That's what they say in all the literature. You know, of course, you got to get rid of the thing that's killing them. The more you get rid of the thing that's killing them, the faster they grow. So, you know, just to be frank, if this is something you're having, you're probably looking at a year and a half minimal to get optimum results. But you should see results in very quickly, the beginning of results even up into three months is our first benchmark. We start doing things, going to work, having you do these therapies at home, um, having you come into the off, make sure the nerves are communicating from the brain down to the body part. Use this amazing um, Softwave technology, which is a true lithotripsy machine, which is sound that comes through the head of the machine at 3,355 miles an hour, goes right through healthy tissue, but it finds unhealthy tissue and does something to it that tells the brain, go fix it. We also want to make sure that you got, we're getting rid of the unhealthy fats in your body. The, the, um, you know, I told last week, I talked about the friend of mine that his cholesterol is at 150 because it was high and they have him on all these anti-cholesterol drugs was his, um, cholesterol is so unhealthily low that is everything's drying up, including the brain, which is where you need fat. So if you've ever been called a fathead, you hope you are because you need that fat in your head. You need to have healthy oils. The myelin sheath is made of healthy oils. If you don't have good, healthy cholesterol in your body, there's nothing to make new um, fatty acids. There's no way to regenerate and rebuild these um, protective sheaths that are made of predominantly healthy oils. The cell wall, 33% of the cell wall is made of healthy omega-6s parent oils, not the rancid ones that you get with um, some of the cooking oils out there. So there's so much to do, so many places to go. I'm going to stay on the subject for a while. Please give us a call. We'd love to have you come in. The, um, this It seems like today's uh, shows prior to me were really hitting it. And uh, it's very important for us to be looking at the the high side of the rainbow let's look somewhere over the rainbow where bluebirds fly and kisses taste like not lemon drops because that's filled with sugar but you know go out and appreciate somebody tell them how much you uh like them find something about somebody that you can't admire Instead of looking at everything through cynical eyes, start to look through them. Even though we have to be aware of what's going on in the world, start to look out and, and praise those things that you like. Because what you get your, put your attention on, you're going to get more of. So if you put your attention on your health, you're going to get better health. If you put your attention on the woes of the world, you're going to focus on that. That's going to cause certain enzymes to occur that are going to break down the health of your body. So this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. I'm going out, and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Join us on KSCO Radio. Uh, we'll, this show will replay uh, Monday at 3 o'clock. Somebody, there's nothing wrong Being in love with someone, yeah Oh, baby If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.